This podcast is an examination of the historical research of William Branham and his message cult following. William Branham was a minister in the gambling town of Jeffersonville, Indiana, just across the river from Louisville, Kentucky, as early as 1933. He came in contact with the Reverend Roy E. Davis, an official spokesperson for the 1915 Ku Klux Klan, and later Imperial Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan. Davis introduced Branham to the Pentecostal faith and the art of faith healing, which would later be introduced into Branham's stage persona as he took his place among the evangelists in the post-World War II healing revival. Branham is credited by some as being a catalyst for the Latter Rain Movement and Jim Jones of People's Temple. This podcast is not sympathetic to the views of the Ku Klux Klan that William Branham held, but it is disturbing and warrants research. This podcast is an examination of that research. You can find more about this research and other topics on the website william-branham.org. Join us as we turn back the pages of time and examine the controversial issues of William Branham and his message. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. This single statement in John chapter 3 is the one that should bring tears to the eyes of every Christian. We're so undeserving. All men have sinned and fell short. We're unworthy. Yet through Christ, we are made worthy. God loved us so much that he sent his only son to die. In Branham's ministry, this verse is repeated 21 times. But does the message of William Branham match the rest of this passage? Many sermons recorded by William Branham contain references to the passages of the Old Testament that describe God's judgment, God's judgment on Israel, and the coming day of the Lord. Even the foundation of his promotion as the prophet of Malachi 4 is one of judgment, not of grace. In fact, one of the many prophecies left unfulfilled was that of judgment striking Los Angeles before Branham's son, Billy Paul Branham, was to become an old man. While many apologists focus on the factual evidence of a failed prophecy, very few stop to consider the unscriptural elements to the prophecy itself. In 1965, William Branham said, remember, many of you men standing right there, that rock, that day when that angel come down there, and that light falling from the heaven around the rock where we were standing, rocks flying out of the mountains and falling across there. She blasted three times hard. I said, judgment will strike the west coast. And two days after that, Alaska almost sunk. That's William Branham's Sermon Index, 
651204. <clears throat> in fact, this God of wrath was the premise behind Branham's journey into Pentecostalism. Though history records his wife Hope involved with the youth ministry of the Pentecostal tabernacle before marriage, Branham claims that this God of wrath smote Hope and his daughter because he listened to his mother-in-law and kept her away from the Pentecostals. One can only imagine the number of people that joined into the movement to avoid being struck down by God. Throughout history, many men have risen into power by standing on a platform of fear. Scriptures have been taken out of context, refocused from the curse of the law towards the current events with the intent to gain a following. And while this misuse of Scripture may momentarily attract people into the church, the God that it is attracting them to is not the God of the Bible, the God that loved the world enough to send His only Son to die for them. While you'll find that this verse quoted throughout the message of William Branham, you'll find that the next few verses are scriptures that aren't mentioned. Listeners might have questioned the judgment, especially the judgment prophecies, after realizing that they're living under the new, eternal new covenant of grace. The rest of the verse, rest of the chapter says, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. Let me repeat that. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world. And the people love darkness rather than the light. Because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light. And does not come into the light. Lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does that which is true comes into the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. That's John 3, 16-21. Notice that verse, And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and the people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. If you examine any of the Old Testament prophecies concerning the judgment, there is one thing that you'll find common, a reference to the coming Messiah. The law was given. The children of Israel failed. The curse was given. The prophets came to proclaim the curse. But then the Son was given to die for the sins of the world. A Savior took our place. 
Luke 16, 16 says it best. The law and the prophets were until John. Since then the good news of the kingdom of God is preached, and everyone forces his way into it.